0: There was one moment where I was in uh, South Africa and I was playing for these kids. um, And I just remember that feeling where I wasn't able to communicate through language, but that ukulele and and music truly uh, is the universal language of mankind. And I got it.
1: Aloha everyone and welcome to the B-Rad podcast. It's all about collaboration, it's all about new fun things that we're learning from some of Hawaii's creatives. And today I have a very special, an awesome friend of mine here, Jody Kamisato. Uh, he started an ukulele school called Ukulele Hale. We've done a couple of trips to Japan documenting some of the things out there and, and all around just love this guy like a brother he's he's super talented but just an amazing human so i'm super stoked to have him on the podcast today uh with that welcome jody
0: aloha thanks for having me it's good to be here
1: so jody we've known each other for a few years now um i got a call from a slipper company about a project that you were doing going out to japan traveling with two ukulele, phenoms, azita going around and playing some benefit concerts around Tohoku, Kesinuma. We went to Yokohama. We went all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you've been making music for a long time. Can you tell me a little bit of your background, how you got started playing music, teaching music, and all those fun details?
0: Sure. It's been, it's been a crazy ride. But I started music, actually, um, my grandma used to play ukulele. And so when she would babysit me, that was the only way I think she got my attention. Ever since then, I fell in love with ukulele and and music. Uh, But my dad was in a rock band. He was in a surf rock band called The Morticians. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty uh, uplifting. But um, actually, they played surf rock music. And so I grew up listening to like the 50s, 60s, 70s type of music. And um, it wasn't until high school that I got into music. There was a band called Pure Heart. John Yamasato, Lopaka Colon, and Jake Shimabukuro. They are amazing, such great dynamics, but Jake just <laughs> blew me away with his uh, ukulele wizardry. You know, I'm playing behind the head, and just, it was crazy. So I just called him up. I was like, hey, Jake, can I sign up for ukulele lessons? And, uh, you know, I got fully into it. I just started practicing. I mean, 8, 9, 10 hours a day was normal. Wow. Literally locked myself in a room, skip meals, And a few years later, Jake had opened a school called Ukulele Academy and asked me to teach with him. And so that's how I got my start teaching, fell in love with teaching. Uh, A year later, Jake closed on the school due to his success with his solo career as a performer. So he signed with Sony and uh, I still love teaching. So his brother, Bruce Shimabukuro, who's five years younger than Jake. And I started teaching in their garage. And then a few years later, we found this location in Kamaki called um, Ukulele Essence. And we started a school together. And in 2007, I opened my own school called Ukulele Hale. And uh, today we have, uh, there's four instructors and we have over 200 students.
1: And for our friends uh, who don't, who aren't really familiar with Hawaiian, can you explain what Ukulele Hale means?
0: Sure. So ukulele in Hawaiian means jumping fleas. So uku means fleas and lele means jumping, you know, because when the Portuguese immigrants um, came to Hawaii, they played the ukulele so fast that it looked like jumping fleas. So the Hawaiians were like, hey, that's it. Ukulele, jumping fleas. And hale in Hawaiian means home. And uh, the reason why was we, we I really wanted to create an environment that felt comfortable for people. So when they come in, they take off their shoes, we have a coffee table, we have couches. You know, they come in, they feel like they're at home. And so for many students now, they feel, uh, they, they at least have told me that ukulele hale feels like their second home.
1: And that's really, really important because, I mean, you're teaching a lot of young kids and they go to school all day for, for much of their life. So going somewhere else that feels like school where it's super rigorous, probably isn't the most inviting mm-hmm. environment or maybe conducive even to learning for them. Sure. Um, but I've, I've taken ukulele lessons before and it very much felt like um, studious mm-hmm. and, and very traditional education kind of formats. Mm-hmm. But I love how you teach in, in that regard, bringing people into your home makes it feel more like conic appeal or jamming or
0: it is it is and I kind of grew up like that with you know my friends and and just playing in the backyard and that's where my learning really took place because I felt comfortable we were just having fun Mm. and so um, you know initially when we got the building it was a dentist office that that space and it felt very sterile white walls gray carpet you felt like you were in a dentist's office and i just did not want to be there <laughs> so i said we got to make some changes we renovated brought in some interior designers and friends helped me out you know um warmed up the studio we got colors from from the ukulele wood uh to make it feel very earthy organic changed up the carpets um kind of feng shui the place as well you know so it's really cool and so it's a space where you come in you have people just jamming you know in, in the waiting room we have board games there's always snacks and food and then by the time they go into their lessons, you know, they're, they're just set, they're ready. Hmm. And then they come out and then you have this <clears throat> cool, fun dynamics with, with students kind of bonding, you know, through music in a, we call it living room now, but it's like a waiting room.
1: That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that there's a little bit of prep time uh, involved in, in the whole lesson uh, kind of arrangement because you, you do need to warm up, not just your fingers, but also your personality mm-hmm. when you're going in and you're being vulnerable and and showing off what you've learned or um yeah being being teachable actually starts with getting your heart and your mind right absolutely so i I love that thank you and and tell me about your transition i mean you've gone from playing music to teaching music and traveling and sharing your music around the world what's what was kind of the catalyst for that and how did that get started
0: uh you know there was just so many experience different experiences that i've been through and um there was one moment where i was in uh, south africa and i was playing for these kids Um, and i just remember that feeling where i wasn't able to communicate through language but that ukulele really and and music truly uh, is the universal language of mankind and i got it because i remember playing and i just remember looking around this space and just connecting with these kids on a different level and so i knew that music um, is very powerful. And I knew that there's so much more we can do with music. And so that's something that I, I that memory is something that's ingrained in me. And I, it's, it's become a part of my vision where I want to teach, teach our students that they can share their music, share the aloha, and hopefully enrich other people's lives. You know, that experience really opened so many, so many different ideas of, of what we can do with, I call it a gift, you know, and and so that's something that I hope, hopefully, we can perpetuate with our students, and and in turn they can continue that I guess legacy of sharing their music and aloha with the world. And so I started not only teaching our students um, theory, you know, the theory part or the musicality, but it was how can we incorporate showmanship, stage presence, and in turn also. Utilizing those skills to go out into the community, maybe going into hospitals. Uh, so we have a great relationship with Shriners Hospitals, Kapilani Hospital. Mm, you know, we've been touring Japan to, to orphanages, and you kind of see that magic of, of music and, and how it's good medicine, it's healing, it's unity, it's peace, joy, you know, all these great things. And that's so much more than you can learn in just sitting in a classroom. And so a lot of what we do is going out into the communities, immersing ourselves with the people, connecting with people. And it's, it's humbling. It's, it's such a really great uh, life tool and skill that, that uh, I want to share and, and also develop within my students and myself.
1: And you've had opportunities to play at Olani. How did, how did that transpire?
0: <laughs> that was a cool, cool gig. Uh, we actually were, my, my group is called Heart and Soul. And uh, our, our initial member, Chris, he incredibly talented. Um, we were performing at this Pa'ina event in Kaneohe for this hula Halal, which was a friend of mine. And someone in the audience was scout. He was a, actually a scout or helping Aulani form this magical show called The Starlit Hui. And so we, I just got a call saying, hey, you know what? You guys just rocked and, and put on an amazing performance. And, and we would love... F- for you to come down and audition, we're, we're looking for a special featured act for the Starlit Hui show, and so we went in, not really knowing anything. We're kind of naive, actually. They gave us some some moves to do, like spinning the ukulele, and so kind of went in there like I was I was actually really nervous. End up falling flat on my back, and I was like, I just totally <laughs> <laughs> messed this up for us. And I was like, Chris, I'm so sorry. you know. And they're like, you know what? Hey, you made it to like the top 10 or whatever. And then it became the top three. And then we went in for another audition and they're like, congratulations, you guys got the part. And so uh, we were <clears throat> part of their Starlet Hui show, which was amazing. It was a, such a great platform for me. Hmm. You know, really learned a lot of uh, scales, not just the musicality, but I, I guess as an entertainer. And so you learn how to connect with the audience being on stage and commanding the stage um, showmanship yeah stage presence yeah so it was a cool five-year gig
1: and i mean music which started off as just this living room kind of get together with grandma um eventually it, it evolved into you becoming more of a technician in your abilities to play uh going out sharing that music with the world and then being able to share it even locally with the world through this big disney hotel and disney doesn't take you know just anybody you have to be not just talented but you have to be an amazing ambassador of what disney wants to represent as well as what their their hotel brand is going to do and you guys were of that beginnings
0: yeah it's it's crazy right it's like (laughs) amazing and I think to me Disney is is really at their top of the game when it comes to entertainment and for me I just kind of absorbed all of that knowledge you know the 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 scales and 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 the things that we did wrong after Mm. every performance we got critiqued and they would write down notes and say hey Jody you need to do more of this I need more eye contact I need bigger faster you know and uh so was really eye-opening and Mm. it was really humbling but again, such a great platform for somebody who just loves music, who loves entertaining. And it opened so many doors for us, too. You know, we were able to jump on the Disney Cruise Lines. Uh, we're actually going back again. So I'm going to be doing uh, Disney Cruise Lines from Canada to Hawaii uh, in May of you know, this year. So I'm really looking forward to that. And That's it's Thanks to Disney. Mm-hmm.
1: So a big part of what we try to do on this podcast is also help other people in their business ventures. And you've been able to transition this love for music, this enjoyment of playing and performing into a sustainable business for yourself. Um, It's very similar to the freelance journey. Cinematographers, photographers, artists who want to follow their passion don't really know how to make a financial Decision about their their creative passion, and and you've you've been able to do that do that well uh, through these different um, avenues. I think of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really think of artists and musicians as entrepreneurs, but you definitely are mm-hmm. um, because you have to make a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you've done that through Ukulele Halle, your school, mm-hmm. and performing, traveling. Tell me a little bit more about how this became. Not just what you wanted to do, but how you wanted to uh, create a life for yourself and, and future generations. How did this become this entrepreneurial journey for you?
0: Uh, you know for as uh, going back um I, I always felt like I had this creative thing you know, and whatever you call it mm. entrepreneurship, but when I was a kid i you know this is Funny, but I, what I would do is I would go to Ben Franklin and, and purchase these um, pixie sticks, mm. and I knew that if I purchased it in bulk, I could break it up and I could sell it at school. So what <laughs> I would do was, I would I would put it in packs of ten and I would sell it to my classmates during recess. Wow! And I started making you know side money there. Yeah. And my parents are like, "How are you getting all this money?" You know. <laughs> um, but that's how it kind of started, and I I fell in love with that concept of just being able to do it myself mm. and not relying on on my parents. And so. I think, you know, following, you know, mentors and people that I looked up to who are doing what they love to do, like passionate. You know, I see people like Jake, you know, who's an incredible friend, but he's also a mentor to me. To see what he's doing and making a living out of it was like eye-opening. And I said, you know what? Maybe I can do something with music. I can do something with ukulele. So there was a part, there was a time in 2007 where um, Bruce and I, his brother, were teaching under ukulele essence and that period was 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 a transitional period for ukulele essence as well as jake's company and so jake had offered to to kind of take over the school and so in my mind i was like wow that's such a great opportunity to work again with jake and you know he's been such a great mentor and i thought you know he already has established his name i think it would be it almost makes sense as far as a business to just you know work with jake uh, but it was right around that time where I had you know, just came back from South Africa. I felt like, I felt, I just experienced this life-changing, monumental thing that really sparked something in, in me that I, you know, and, and there was something in me that said, uh, you have to follow your heart and, and kind of do what, you know, do what you believe in your passion, follow all of that. And so I thought about it and, and I I said, you know what, I, I have my own vision, I have my own mission, and it's different from, from Jake, which is okay. Hmm. And, and so I said, you know what, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to uh, start my own school. And so it's been, it, and to be honest, it was, re- it was probably one of the toughest times in my life because you know I had, I had graduated college and I had a degree and I said, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? But again, I, I just kind of listened to my gut, and I said, life is too short. You just got to take some risks and some chances. And so I did. Started Ukulele Hale. And from then on, it's been, it's been a journey, you know, um, finding great instructors, kind of creating this team. And, and to be honest, it, it hasn't been a smooth ride. You know, it's sure. a lot of ups and downs. Um, and, and entrepreneurship to me, uh, I, I mean, you you it's not for everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's so much more to being just an owner or CEO or in control of this business. I think uh, you have to, there, there's just so much and I'm still learning. Mm. But I do know that I'm passionate about what I do and I have a vision and I'm enjoying every step of the process, you know. Mm. And really, I mean, there's been a lot of setbacks along this journey you know i i've really doing the best i can but to, to really learn from these setbacks you know all the failures that happen mm-hmm. what can i do better how can i turn that around um so it's really good to have the support system it's really good to have friends you know like yourself i mean who, who are business owners and kind of talk about the ins and outs you know the good and the bad um but having that that Experience from friends and, and just sharing that knowledge really helpful really yeah. helpful
1: yeah, sometimes you just need people who have gone through it to commiserate with <laughs> and then other times people are able to lift you up because they've they've gone through it and they've got a little bit more insight mm-hmm. so having people there is definitely an important part of this entrepreneurial journey um, just thinking back through the last what's it been fifteen years
0: it's been let's see, 12, 13
1: years, 13 years. There, there's a lot of young entrepreneurs, filmmakers, um, artists mm. that want to follow their journeys. Is there anything in your past that like, man, if, if I could, if I could redo that, uh, I might, I might try to redo that along this. Any kind of like tips or or thoughts, people just getting started?
0: Hmm. I'd say, I, I think the key is, is, is making sure that it's something that you're passionate about. When you wake up in the morning, is that really truly your passion? Is that something that you want to do? Yeah. For me, it's something that I wake up and I, I can't <clears> wait to, to hit ukulele hale to get to the studio. Um, and so I think one is is really finding that passion, whatever that burns inside you, you know, makes you wake up in the morning like I'm I'm ready. And so if you have that, I think it's it's um, that's really important. Also, it's good to have uh, mentors. And so, if you know anyone in that field, whatever field it is—if it's music, if it's uh, cinematography, videography—go and, and and talk to them. Talk to these uh, entrepreneurs. Talk to the people who are actually running businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, you're not—it's going to be really hard if you're working at a nine-to-five job. You know, at anywhere, how are you going to learn like the ins and outs of entrepreneurship? You're not. Mm-hmm. But if you're immersed and you you're, you're connecting with uh, people who are actually doing it, you know, they can give you hands-on, you know, hands-on experience, knowledge that will save you years and years and years of trying to figure it out.
1: So what's new for 2020? What, what kind of resolutions you got? What, uh, what's going to be happening with Ukulele Hale and Team Hale?
0: You know, we have, we have a lot going on actually. Um, so we're going to be doing some travel. Uh, I'm heading out to do a Disney Cruise Lines with Heart and Soul. And uh, Honoka, who just recently started her solo journey, um, and Heart and Soul, we are going to be traveling to New Zealand and, and Nui, Um And that's coming up in April, May. Very cool. So we're really excited about that, as well as uh, Washington for, they're going to have a luau. So that's pretty cool, Hawaiian luau. And they invited us to perform there. Um, And then with my Team Hale Youth Leadership Group, so which is comprised of, there's 13 of us, um, but these are hand-selected students who, to me, have that leadership capabilities. Um, To me, they are the future leaders of tomorrow. And so I formed this group, and it's been a little over two years. And so we had the opportunity to travel to Japan with you guys, and that was an incredible experience, very eye-opening. And so I would love to, to do more, to do... You know, even if it's not traveling, I think, within 2020 with the group, we are planning on, on getting out into the community more. Uh, we definitely want to connect with, um, with the people, using that music as a medium to, to foster these relationships. We also want to do... Um, actually, so in Kanazawa, Japan, um, on our last tour with the team, we were able to connect with these kids. And so they are coming to Hawaii. And cool. yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be in July, and so we want to host them. We definitely want to show them uh, our culture, but also to to share that aloha spirit, you know, as 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 much as what they did to us. You know, they really embraced us, and not knowing who we were, but. They, they kind of welcomed us with open arms and we want to reciprocate that too. So we're definitely looking forward to that and having them meet the parents. But definitely this year, I want to be doing more of, of giving back. I think we have more, we have the time, we have the resources now where we can actually utilize our gift for music to, to go out into, whether it's the hospitals, care homes, even working with the homeless shelter, you know, but just hopefully uplifting spirits, you know. And, and bringing joy to people.
1: That's an amazing mission to be able to use your passion, um, build, build a business uh, that's sustainable with the, the goal to just help other people, um, bring joy and, and make people smile. There, there's something amazing about that and you get to do that every single day.
0: It's amazing. I've, I've never met an angry ukulele player, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's good to be in company of ukulele players who are happy and, and love what they do and just enjoy life. But in addition to all of that, the business side, I, I do want to make sure that, um, you know, I take a little better care of myself. So my health-wise, you know, fill my bucket. And so I've been, <laughs> whatever you call it, but New Year's resolution, goals, whatever. I just want to start this year exercising and, and eating right and making sure that I take care of myself so that I can better take care of people.
1: That's an amazing part of being a leader is taking that medicine for yourself, mm-hmm. right? taking time for yourself to, to think through things, behave the way that you teach other people to. It's really taking that to heart. I think that's a, that's a good lesson for all of us to take away from this.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, especially what, with what we do, you know, because we, we wear so much helmets, you know, as an as a entrepreneur. I mean, I'm not only the owner of Ukulele Hale, but also a, an instructor, custodian, psychologist. <laughs> I'm the guy that accountant that pays the bills. So there's so many hats that we have to wear and it's, it's easy to forget to take care of ourselves, you know, because we're always taking care of so many things. So I think in order for us to really be able to take care of my employees or the students, I have to make sure that my bucket is full. Hmm. And I don't want to be, I call it a um, bucket dipper, (laughs) create my own terms here, but a bucket (laughs) dipper is, you know, someone who's just, um, just negative and, 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 you know, so a person that makes people feel bad. But mm. I want to be a bucket filler, yeah. and make sure that I can fill my bucket and then pour that into to my friends and family and the people that I meet that I really care about. And and so, we'll see. You know, I, I have faith that I that I will stick to this health plan and make sure that my bucket is full. But it's also good to surround yourself with friends and family who kind of keep keeps myself in check too.
1: On the on the personal side, Jody. Kamisato, not not just the owner of Ukulele Hale, the ukulele player. What are some of the things that you do
0: just for fun? <laughs> fun. You know, people would be surprised, but I love to read. So I love nonfiction. I, I have a huge collection at my place, but it's just self-help type of things, um, motivators, inspirational type of books. Um, I love those. I can go on and on. Um, I, loved, I love nature, so I, if the weather is nice today, I'm going to try and do a short hike. I I just I love to people watch, love to eat, love to travel. And and I love I love again in, in I I love connecting with people. So if it's a way it's it's if it's using my ukulele to, to bring some joy or or just you know connect with people in 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 in, in, in the hospitals or, or at schools. I lo- I love those kind of things and I want to do more in 2020.
1: Um, do you have a favorite book from 2019 or a favorite mm-hmm. recommendation that just really
0: you know, uh, either helped you
1: out, inspired you?
0: Well, I'm excited about this new one. I just purchased, it's called The Self Journal. And I haven't gotten a, gotten a chance to, to start it yet. But I, I'm, I'm what I did was I created a small group of, of friends to, to kind of do it together so that we can keep, keep ourselves in check. And so it's just like short-term, long-term goals. It's um, like positive affirmations in there. And I've never done a journal, so I'm really kind of stoking about that. So that's, I bought it in 2019. I'm going to start it, let's see, today.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the best ways to keep yourself accountable is to just write it all out. Make sure that you get those things done, checked off, and...
0: Yeah, I think that's important, yeah, to, to actually write it down. Get it on down. paper. I have, uh, actually, I have all my student, I'm not, I, I have my instructors... Um, as well as the, the clients or the people that I work with, you know, to, to actually write down their short-term and long-term goals. Mm. And I think when you do that, it kind of sets things in motion, you know, because without that, it's it's really, you're just all over the place. Yeah. But if you have it written in stone, and it's okay if you change it a month from now, two months from now, because things change. But I, I like to do that. I also create vision boards for myself. Um, and the trippy thing was I did that 2007, so it's been 13 years As as soon as I got that from South South Africa, I read this book called The Secret. It was a law of attraction um, by Rhonda Burns. Create a vision board. Cut out all these crazy things. Put it under my bed. Took it out like literally uh, mid-summer, like this year, uh, 2019 summertime. And every single one of those things I've I've actually done or accomplished. Wow. Which is, you know. So that means I, I think I just need to like create bigger goals and and yeah. you know i'm excited about that too so i i need to start one this year
1: maybe it's time for a a new container under your bed <laughs> yeah new visions new goals bigger board there you go bigger
0: visions bigger goals yeah
1: well that's awesome any any last words of wisdom or or things you'd love to share
0: well thanks again for giving me this opportunity it's always fun chatting with you you know uh i i think the key is, is for myself, it's it's making the most of every moment. I feel like life is so short and we get, especially with social media, as much as it connects us all, I feel like it disconnects us in so many ways. So I, I feel like it's important to just put that down sometimes, you know, put down our laptops, our, our phones and to live life. And that's what I want to go into 2020 as well is, is really being aware of the moment of now. Mm. And like this experience right here is yeah. like important. Like it's, it's, we're never gonna have this again, you know. Yep. So to enjoy that moment and, and not get so caught up in trying to film everything, yeah. So again, we'll see how long that lasts because <laughs> I, I love to do stories and whatnot. But there's moments where I'm just like, Jody, put it down, enjoy the moment, you know. Yeah. Like at, <laughs> we ringing in the new year, like everyone had their phones on. I was like, we're not really living in the moment because we're all trying to capture that perfect moment on camera. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's moments, and and that's okay. But I don't want to get immersed in that. So I'd say if we can all live, live in the moment, uh, appreciate and respect each other's time. I think that's important um, to find your passion and go do it. Go do it. doesn't hurt. And if you fail, it's okay. Because you can always pick yourself up, learn from it, move on.
1: Amazing words, amazing thoughts, getting us into 2020. Thank you so much, Jody, for being here, being on the b podcast. Um, and just sharing your experience and your aloha with us
0: thanks for having me
1: that wraps us up for the b podcast I hope you learned a ton because it's always an amazing time for me to connect with Jody uh, if you have some questions or, or want to connect with us Jody's on social media at
0: yukboy808 on Instagram and you can also jump on Facebook Jody Kamisato and uh, Ukulele Hale
1: and connect with me at Brad Watanabe and all the platforms and we will connect with you on the next one Aloha.